You are listening to another DX Talk. Delivering vital knowledge that empowers leaders to drive transformational change in their businesses. Brought to you by Quantum. Facilitators of future-focused operating models that balance people, processes, and technology towards a new way of working. the first DX Talk podcast for 2020. My name is Russell Berg from Quanton. I am the General Manager for uh, Product and Emerging Technology. We've got a really interesting topic for our first podcast of the year, uh, and we're gonna pick up on the top five business process automation trends for 2020. And more importantly, we're gonna discuss what they mean for New Zealand businesses and how Kiwi business, how Kiwi businesses can leverage them to transform their operating models. So the trends that we're going to be talking about today, trend number one, automation and smart technologies are converging. Trend number two, the democratization of automation to citizen users. Trend number three, the shuffle from targeted solutioning to scaled programs. Trend number four, traceability, transparency and ethics even more in the spotlight. And if you've picked up on an article uh, which I wrote and was published by CIO.co.nz last year, uh, you'll know that that in particular is a, is a, a hot topic for myself and one that I'm greatly interested in. And finally, the rise of AI as a service and in fact the rise of AI and automation as a service. So if we look at each of these trends uh, individually, we'll start by talking with trend number one. Automation and smart technologies are converging. And this isn't a new trend for 2020. In fact, I think really this emerged as a trend uh, in 2017 and it started to sort of take hold in 2018. Uh, over the last couple of years, I guess we've heard the terms uh, intelligent automation and cognitive automation, and those have become part of common language. The, the latest term or the hottest term of the moment, if you like, is hyper-automation. Uh, hyper-automation has been coined by Gartner. My personal view is it's um, an analyst looking for a, uh, looking for a way to shine a new light on, on something that, that, that already exists. But you know, effectively, it's the use of multiple technologies in combination. And I know for us here at Quanton, we've always maintained a position that true transformation and operating models of the future, they're not going to be achieved by a single technology. The, the real opportunity has always and will always come from multiple technologies used in aggregation. If you look at a business, approximately 20% of information, of data, across a total operating model is structured. And generally speaking, automation and or processing technologies, certainly automated processing technologies are heavily reliant on structured data inputs structured information or digitized information. So what about the other 80% of information in a business, of data in a business, which is unstructured? And I think that's the real opportunity. If you can find a way to automate or use an automation, the data inputs, the 80% of data inputs, the 80% of information in your business which is not yet structured, you exponentially increase the potential breadth, depth, and benefit of automation 
across the total business. What that, what that means, you know, if we think about cognitive automation and intelligent automation, it's it, automation by itself is, is reasonably dumb. It, it's uh, it's it's following you know rule-based processes um, and highly using highly structured data. But when you start combining an AI technology uh, or a smart technology of automation, you start creating the ability for digital workers to have skills, uh, whether that's a vision technology, whether that's um, a language technology, or whether that's the ability to make probabilistic-based decisions. And in effect, what you're doing is you're replicating human skills and, and technology. Uh, if, if automation technologies are the, the hands of, uh, of technology, the ability to do something, then smart technologies uh, in effect are the, are the mind, uh, you know, the ability to see, the ability to hear, speak, uh, and the ability to, to form judgment-based decisions. So trend number two, the democratization of automation to citizen users. In some respects, I think the foundation of this trend was laid several years ago, uh, in particular with, with RPA technologies and attended automation. But I think that as a standalone trend this year will really be the year that it starts to emerge and that we, we start to see the potential of this trend. And where I think this is going to come from is it, it is in part attended automation, but more specifically I think it's going to be the ability of citizen users to automate low complexity processes and tasks. Um, and what I mean by citizen users is non-technical functional staff. So uh, what we've seen previously is the likes of automation and the likes of, of using automation technologies and AI technologies, they, are, they have been restricted to technical people who understand technical concepts uh, and are very much working in the back end of software. I think what we're going to see, and indeed you know, UiPath is, is driving this in my, my view, driving this direction, and I, I don't name UiPath to, uh, to highlight a specific technology, but I, th I do recognise that they have a strong enough market leadership position to define trends. Uh, they have a stated objective of a robot for every person, and they're starting to release functionality like Studio X, which is specifically designed to allow non-functional staff, sorry, non-technical staff or functional staff to automate their own processes. They are giving citizen users the ability to develop processes and run their own automation solutions. Uh, I don't think UiPath will be alone in this direction. My expectation is that we will see other technology platforms uh, following a similar path and addressing the trend in their own way. In addition to that, we're also seeing low code offerings and drag and drop capabilities becoming the new norm. All of these are directly supporting the democratization of automation to citizen users. The shuffle, trend number three, the shuffle. From targeted solutions to scaled programs. This, again, this isn't a trend, I, I think that's new for 2020, but it's certainly a growing trend. RPA in particular has been adopted at a really rapid rate uh, by New Zealand businesses especially. But what we've seen in that adoption is the adoption has been limited to targeted solutions uh, or very clearly defined areas of the business. And what that's done is 
you know, in essence led to uh, low-scale programs uh, and necessarily highly extended pilots. What we're seeing now is companies are seeking to scale the breadth and depth of their automation programs across the total business. The foundations have been laid, a level of internal skill has matured uh, and capability and resources have reached a point where growth is obtainable. Uh, and I think a big part of that as well is there's some really strong in-market examples in New Zealand. You know, New Zealand's largest programs, uh, which we've directly supported, are now running, uh, you know, I'll use loose numbers, but, but are running, you know, uh, 30 plus robots and digital workforces. They've automated over 50 programs. Uh, you know, one of the, the businesses we've supported, our own public record, is stating that they now get 45,000 hours back per annum, that's every year, from uh, from RPA, from their RPA program. You know, that's, that, that is scaled, and that particular program will, will continue to grow. But those are, the, those are the examples in market which others can look to. And I think if you go back say three or four years, there was a lot of uncertainty around what's actually possible and how do you achieve it. But with those examples in the market and with the willingness of those people to share their experiences and share their learnings, it's, it's dramatically decreasing the risk for others who choose to follow in that direction. I think one of the, the prohibitors to scaling as well is that you know many businesses started small and didn't think big. and. You know, one of the great things about RPA in particular is that you can start small. It's easy to start small. You know, automating a solution, automating a process isn't actually that difficult. And when you take that approach, in essence, you, you remove a considerable amount of risk, um, especially in the perspective of a technology program. But in failing to think big at the same time, you don't necessarily put in place the operating model, the governance, uh, the, the vision, the, the, uh, yeah, you know, the foundations to shift from a low-scale program to a, to a scaling slash high-scale program. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest barriers that I think businesses are facing now, which is stopping them scaling. It's, it's trying to transition from a low-scale program and begin scaling without that framework in place. Uh, and if you jump into you know, Quantum's blog in particular, there, there's a number of articles on this topic. We refer to the robotic operating model or the digital operating model. Uh, and these topics explicitly, uh, explicitly speak to uh, you know, that foundation. You know, the opposite of that is that businesses who are successfully scaling their programs, they are implementing robust automation and digital operating models, and they are, and I think this is the key message here, they are looking at automation from the perspective of the total automation lifecycle. And what I mean by total automation lifecycle is right from the point that processes are identified uh, and screened for automation through to them being live and the benefits being realized and recorded back to the business. Trend number four, transparency, traceability, and ethics even more in the spotlight. So the, the first key thing for me is that none of these are new topics. Things like ethics, things like privacy, like they are topics which have been highly relevant to businesses Forever, I think the difference is now 
that we have to understand those topics relative to these new technologies and at a scale which we've never seen before. Uh, in 2019, last year, James Shaw, the Minister for Statistics, released a draft charter on the government use of algorithms, sorry, algorithms and initiated a public consultation on the issue. His actions followed a warning from the New Zealand Human Rights Commission in 2018 that the use of algorithms for predictive purposes could lead to unfair treatment of individuals and groups. The Human Rights Commission called for steps to be taken to ensure such practices conform with human rights and ethical standards. For, for me, you know, I, I wrote a fairly extensive article uh, on ethics, particularly in relation to AI. It was published by CIO.co.nz. I'm going to drop a link to that article into, into the show notes. And because of that, I mean, that article probably shares my wider views on the topic, but the, the crux of that article is that, for, for me, ultimately, the issues that relate to privacy, that relate to transparency and relate to ethics, are ultimately going to be served, uh, solved by legislation. And this, those messages to me, the fact that the government has released a draft part charter on algorithms, it's certainly not... The, the total solution is certainly not the whole conversation, but it's a very strong indication that, that our government, along with every other government in the world, recognise the need for legislation in this area and are moving into that direction. I think the biggest concern is that technological capability and the adoption and application of technologies is moving faster then number one, society can be educated to have those conversations. And number two, and this is the more important one, then legislation uh, can move to address these topics. So there's this really interesting short-term uh, you know, short gap. And one of the key points I made in, in the article I referenced is that I think this is a golden opportunity for businesses who operate with integrity. Businesses who operate with, with integrity and best intent if you can create a foundation of transparency, I think that you will be setting a gold standard uh, that, that will only enhance the, the brand equity and the engagement and, and view of customers. It's a, it's a huge opportunity. Lastly, trend number five, the rise of automation and AI as a service. You know, if, I, if I look at automation, if I look at RPA in particular, both Blue Prism and UiPath uh, are releasing cloud offerings enabling automation as a service. Blue Prism, uh, they, they picked UiPath for the post, they were first into the game, they, they did that uh, through the completion of a major acquisition. We're expecting to see UiPath's offering released to the market in the first half of this year. Um, it is in public preview now so it's, it's effectively there and of course you know there's established cloud offerings from major vendors um, you know if I'm talking more broadly now from major vendors like Amazon Microsoft and Google I think in the long run businesses will continue to own control and manage foundational capabilities in-house but the as-a-service market provides a massive opportunity for flexibility and the ability to access targeted capability and scale on demand. Cloud is increasingly becoming accepted by businesses and is increasingly becoming a norm and you know, I think as 
particularly automation yeah, takes hold and, and, and as a service model, we're going to see some really exciting ex, exciting changes. You know, if I use an example, at the moment, for lack of a better word, we're on annualised licensing, but I think what we'll see as these models start to mature is consumption-based licensing. So whether that means you know, short-term uh, short processing requirements for a month or even an hour, you know, that completely changes the, the licensing models and necessarily uh, the efficiency for businesses and, and I think that's where it's going to get really, really exciting. I'm going to cut to a very quick break. So far what we've talked about is the, the top five trends, the top five automation trends which we believe will influence New Zealand businesses in 2020. What we're going to talk about when we come back from the very quick break is the three takeaways that will help you use automation and AI to catapult your business in 2020. The way the world works is changing and organizations need to change with it. At Quantum, we transform your operating model to a new, future-focused way of working by helping you build internal capability and find the sweet spots where automation can have the biggest impact on your business with quantifiable benefit. To find out more, visit quantin.co.nz. So I guess we've talked about what those top five trends are. Those top five trends again, automation and smart technologies are converging. Trend number two, the democratization of automation to citizen users. Trend number three, the shuffle from targeted solutioning to scale programs. Trend number four, transparency, traceability and ethics even more in the spotlight. Trend number five, the rise of AI as a service. What that leaves us with is the question of how do New Zealand businesses benefit from automation and we'd like to leave you with three key aspects uh, for you to consider. The first one, and I don't think any of these aspects are new messages for us. They are, I would be reinforcing very common messages which are present in, in most of our communications. Consideration number one, before you do anything focus on the people, focus on change management, what you want to achieve and your vision and then figure out how you're going to share that with the business. Defining vision is critically important. Why you want to automate, what you want to do, what you have to achieve and what the benefits are you're looking for. These are the key questions you need to have clear answers for. If you can't define a vision for automation to take the entire business and evangelize them. They won't be fully on board and doing it with you. You then increase the chances of failure or failing to deliver benefits and run the risk of being viewed as forcing technology on people. Alternatively, oh, sorry, alternatively if you gain buy-in, you're going to succeed. You're going to open the scope for future automation and digital transformation opportunities rather than the business pushing back and rejecting it because you haven't brought them on your technology. So you brought them on the journey with you. Adam Taylor, who's in Quanton, he wrote an article last year. Uh, I forget the exact title, but it was effectively why automation programs fail. 
and that article speaks very, very strongly to this topic. I'll drop a link to that article into the show notes. Consideration number two, build the digital operation, sorry, consideration number two, build the digital operating model around automation, not a single technology stack. If I go back to our very first trend, which is around the convergence of automation technologies, automation and AI technologies, the real opportunity is not a single technology, it will be multiple technologies used in aggregation. Consolidation, sorry, consolidate or coordinate the various centers of excellence which fall under the category of automation to form a holistic operating model that addresses the total automation lifecycle. What I mean by that is don't set up a center of excellence for RPA, don't, you know, and an individual center of excellence for AI or natural language processing. Look at your technologies, look at the technologies which fall under the category of automation and form a, a holistic COA a holistic center of excellence around those technologies. These could include AI, RPA, chatbots, workflow. Consideration number three, ensure strong governance is embedded into your business with the correct management and IT. And what I mean by that is, is automation, it's not an IT project, but automation programs cannot succeed without the full support of IT. Management and the business may own the processes, and they do own the processes and they do own the outcomes. But IT is still responsible for the technology that underpins it. IT is responsible for governing, securing, hosting and managing that technology. Automation programs deployed without governance and strategy are more likely to be ineffective and more costly and become counterproductive. And this is probably one of the number one, the biggest reasons of failing and or number one, the biggest barriers to, to a program scaling. The government requirements, sorry, the governance requirements for automation are also holistic in nature, covering vision, organizational factors, process selection and pipeline management, service and engagement models, people requirements and impacts and the technologies themselves, which is why I stress the point that an automation program is not a business program and it's not an IT program, both business and IT have to work together, that's absolutely critical. So that's the podcast for today, the topic again was the top five business process automation trends which will shape 2020 for New Zealand Enterprise. Uh, I'm going to drop some links into the show notes for the articles I've mentioned, thank you for your time, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. You are listening to another DX Talk, brought to you by Quantum, the future-focused pioneers for a new way of working. To drive change in your operating model through automation, or to subscribe for more episodes, visit quantum.co.nz.